Hi, you're listening to the Calvary Christian Church Weekly Sermon. We have services at 8.30, 10.30, 12.30, and 5 p.m. every Sunday. For more information, visit our website at calvarychristian.church. Well, uh, it's that time of year for me to do a public service announcement for the men in the building. <clears throat> because there's a very important date coming up, and if I wait till next Sunday, it'll be too late. And uh, it's, men, it's the second most expensive date on the calendar after Christmas for us, isn't it, huh? I mean, it is an expensive uh, holiday or special day. And so uh, you know what I'm talking about, fellas. And, you know, uh, and, and you want to find out what your lady likes because everyone's a little different. But flowers, uh, flowers have been around for a long time. And chocolate's been around for a long time. And diamonds have been around for a long time. And so, uh, you know, whatever... Whatever she needs, you get her whatever she needs to wish her a happy Valentine's Day. And that is not only for your wife, that is for your daughters, it's for your mother and your mother-in-law. So again, fellas, happy Valentine's Day next Sunday. Be sure you take care of business this week or you will regret it. All right. Today concludes our series of messages on hope. Uh, this will actually be the 10th message I have brought on the subject of hope. And of course, we're going to keep filled with hope. We're going to keep talking about hope. But this sermon series on hope concludes with today's message entitled Contagious Hope. And as I said from the beginning of the first sermon, we can survive weeks without food, days without water, minutes without air, but in a manner of speaking, we cannot survive for a second without hope. And that has been so true as I've ministered on this subject for the last couple of months, receiving an enormous amount of feedback. And I just want to encourage you to continue to study uh, the subject of hope. It's used 180 times in the NIV, and there's lots and lots to cover on the subject of hope that we have not covered in these 10 sermons. And of course, you can always go back uh, and watch the 10 sermons online. Uh, they're on our church website, on your church apps, available there to encourage you. But we need hope to survive. We need hope to thrive. And the challenges of this past year have made this more evident than ever as we have battled an invisible particle, an extremely contagious virus that has literally spread around the world, infecting more than 100 million and killing now nearly 3 million. And the only thing that has seemingly been more contagious than the coronavirus has been the fear of catching the coronavirus. Fear is very contagious. doesn't take much for it to spread. So the coronavirus is contagious, fear is contagious, but there's something else that is contagious, or at least it is supposed to be contagious. I'm talking, of course, about our hope and faith in God. Hello? I'm talking about our hope and confidence in the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our faith is supposed to be contagious. Our hope is supposed to be contagious. In fact, so contagious was the faith of the early disciples that unbelievers who were trying to resist the work of God said this about them in Acts chapter 17, verse 6. They said, these men have turned the world upside down. These men who have turned the world upside down have come here 
also. Of course, the disciples weren't turning the world upside down. That's just the way it felt to the world of unbelievers because they were already viewing things from an upside down perspective. But so powerful, so contagious were the early disciples that their faith and hope was in fact turning the world right side up. And if ever there were a need for God to do it again, if ever there were a need for God to do it again, oh my, let him do it again today. And God has provided the means for doing just that. And it's expressed in what is essentially a prayer from the Apostle Paul as he starts winding down his epistle to the Romans. We're looking at it today in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Here's what it says about this contagious hope that is available from God. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow. Some translations read abound. Some translations read so that you will be radiant with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'd like you to say that verse or quote that verse with me. It's on the screens, everyone all together. You at home, you are participating now. Stay engaged. Here we go. First word, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Talking about contagious hope today, would you bow your heads and hearts with me? For a word of prayer, Father God, thank you once again for this awesome opportunity we have to gather around your eternal and almighty word. Come, Holy Spirit, make it real to us. Help, help, help us to understand how to apply the truths that you want to deposit in our heart, soul, and spirit today. Give us ears to hear, we pray, that our lives might be changed forever, not only for our own benefit, but for the glory and honor of God. Now hide your servant behind the cross, I pray, and may Jesus Christ be high and lifted up, for it's in Jesus' matchless name we pray, and everyone said amen, amen. and amen. Contagious hope. I don't know about you, but I'm contagious. I am a carrier, and you better be careful if you are around me, because wearing your mask isn't going to protect you from catching what I am carrying. I'm a faith spreader. I'm a hope dealer. You get too close to me and you will catch what I am carrying. You see, because of my relationship with Jesus Christ, I am filled with faith today, not fear. Because of my relationship with Jesus Christ, I am filled with hope today, not despair or hopelessness. I'm infected with love today, not hatred or anger or malice, all because of Jesus Christ. And because of my relationship with Jesus today, I'm happy to declare without hesitation, without reservation, I am happy to declare, to declare with full conviction that I am contagious. But the fact of the matter is we are all contagious. We are all carriers of something. Which begs the question, does it not, is what you are carrying worth catching? Is what you are carrying worth catching? The Apostle Paul wants the answer to that question to be yes. Your pastor today wants the answer to that question to be yes. So look at this prayer in Romans 15, 13 again with me, and then we'll break it down. May the God of hope 
fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow, I would say, so that you may be contagious with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. If we're a believer, if we're followers of Jesus, then we will be contagious with hope for so very many reasons, but let me give you three of them today for the sake of time. Number one, if we're a believer in Jesus, we, we are contagious with hope because number one, our hope is in God. Our hope is in God. The reason our hope is so infectious, the reason our hope is so contagious is because our hope is in God. A couple of verses to make the point. Psalm 65, verse 5, you answer us with awesome and righteous deeds. God, our Savior, the hope, great missionary verse here, the hope of all the ends of the earth and the farthest seas. Psalm 25, verse 3, no one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. And then 1 Peter 1, 3, the, the text for one of our previous sermons on hope, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We're contagious with hope today because our hope is in God. Think of all the things this world puts their hope in, only to have it disappoint them time and time again. People put their hopes in a job only to find out that that job does not satisfy or fulfill them, regardless of what the paycheck might be. People put their hopes in marriage only to discover that the person they married, just like themselves, is flawed and imperfect. People put their hope in riches and wealth, as we talked about last week, only to discover that earthly wealth and materials are extremely fleeting and terribly unfulfilling. In fact, Proverbs eleven seven says this, hopes placed in mortals die with them. Isn't that true? Hopes placed in mortals die with them. All the promise of their power comes to nothing. Compare that to the promise of this prayer in Romans 15, 13. As I read it to you again, may the God of all hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him. You see, those who place their hopes in mortals have their hopes die with them. Those who place their hopes in the God of hope are filled with joy and peace. And don't miss the last part of that phrase, as you trust in him. You see, hope does not operate apart from trust. Okay, I'll say that again. I'll say that again. Hope does not operate apart from trust. People, people say, I just, I don't, I don't have much, I, I'm struggling with hope, Pastor. Where you got your trust? Your hope comes from trusting in the Lord. Listen, this is not about our, some people, oh, you know, you just got a bubbly personality. You're always filled with hope and joy. This is not about a bubbly personality or temperament. No, we're talking about a divine resource from our divine God. It's called hope, and he gives it to us, fills us with, us, with it, and wants to overflow us with it as we put our trust in him. So if you are not filled with hope today, I have to ask you who you're putting your trust in. If you are not filled with hope today, who are you putting your trust in? I mean, come on, our hope is in God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Uh, uh, the, the one who's never been defeated, the one who is eternal, the one who is almighty, the one who has no rival. How can we not be filled with hope when our hope is in him? And how could we ever contain that or, or not want to share it? 
I don't know about you, but uh, I'm excited about watching Tom Brady play in the Super Bowl tonight. And uh, I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that he can win a seventh Super Bowl championship. But I got to be honest with you, uh, uh, that hope is not a certain hope like I have in Jesus. Uh, because I know that sooner or later, Father Time is going to catch up with Tom Brady and fans will have to turn their hopes to someone else. But our God, our God cannot be overcome by Father Time. Our God is Father Time. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the first and the last. He has no beginning and he has no ending. He's conquered death, sin, and the grave and has become our wonderful counselor, the everlasting Father, our Prince of Peace, and our constant source of hope. Do I need, do I really need to remind us today that we are serving a king whose kingdom has no end? Hallelujah, indeed. So let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, writes the author of Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Our hope is in a faithful God, a hope that serves as an anchor to our soul so that we can follow the admonition of Romans 12, 12 to be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. And in case you just missed it, that being joyful in hope part there means we will be carriers of hope. We will possess a contagious hope. This hope is contagious because it is hope in God. And then secondly, we see that this hope is contagious because it is from God. Our hope comes from God. You see, our God is a giver who gives us so many things that we need and but right among the most important things of our, uh, that we need is hope. It's hope. So look again at where our hope comes from, Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow or abound with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Our hope comes from God. Look at Psalm 62, verse 5. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Can I just say to that one listening to me today who may be feeling hopeless, you're thinking about calling it quits. I mean, you're, giving, you're about ready to give up on life. Please hear me. Wherever you've been looking to find hope, if you have not been looking to Jesus, you have been looking in the wrong place. There's only one place true hope comes from. It comes from God. Second, Second Thessalonians 2.16 puts it like this. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us, watch this, gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. Eternal encouragement because God left, we sang about his love today, God left the glories and riches of heaven, came in the person of his son, Jesus Christ. God in the flesh, to live a perfect sinless life, to go to the cross of Calvary and pay the price for your sins and mine because we could never be good enough to pay that price. And there Jesus Christ died for us, our sacrifice, our substitute, so that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but could have everlasting life. That is our eternal encouragement today and good hope. This is good hope. This is good news that strengthens us and sustains us. Can I assure anyone looking for hope today that our God has revealed himself to us as a God of hope? And if you'll notice from reading and meditating on Romans 15, 13, there's a progression 
there's a progression of this hope in our lives as we trust in the Lord. And I've actually put this in your notes. I hope you're all taking notes. First, and this is implicit in the, in the, in the verse, first, God gives us hope. Secondly, God fills us with hope. And finally, if we keep coming back for more, God overflows us with hope. You see, it's not a matter of temperament or personality that determines if you are a contagious Christian filled with hope. Not at all. It's a matter of how much we're going to trust in the Lord. And the good news is the more we trust in him, the more we are filled with hope. Look, I know life is not easy. I live in the same world you do, believe it or not. Life has a way of beating us up, beating us down, bringing discouragement, questions, doubts, fears. All of that is a part of this temporary human life experience, which is why we have to get our hope from God, which means that just going to church once a week or just watching a service online once a week is not going to be enough to keep us overflowing with hope. No, sir. No, ma'am. It's going to require the investment of our time, our focus, our attention, our energy, our hunger and thirsting for more of him. So much so that we not only want him to give us hope, we not only want him to fill us with hope, but we want him to overflow us with hope. Or do we? You know, I've heard quite a few people make a statement over the last year. Maybe you've made it. I think I've made it a few times as well. Statement goes like this. I can't wait for things to get back to normal. And well, you know, I, I've been thinking about that, spiritually speaking. Can I tell you, I do not want to go back to normal. Because normal for many, if not most, professing Christians means being spiritually lukewarm. Normal for most people means being selfish, self-centered, and self-absorbed. You can say amen in here anywhere you want. It's okay. Normal for most people means going through the religious exercises and motions, just trying to squeeze God into the schedule where possible. But other than that, pretty much pursuing our own goals, plans, and agenda. Normal for most professing Christians has little to do with overflowing with hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I don't know about you, but I don't think I want to go back to normal. I want something more. I want to come through this difficult year overflowing with hope. I want to find myself pastoring a church family and congregation that is so filled with hope, so filled with the hope of God that we are irresistibly contagious. I want to be challenged by people who say, Pastor Tim, whatever we're doing for God right now, we need to double it. The Lord wants us to double it, and the world needs us to double it. Which brings us to our last point today. Our hope is contagious because it is hope in God. Our hope is contagious because it is hope from God. And our hope is contagious because it is shared for God. Romans 15, 13. Maybe you've heard this verse. Let me read it to you again. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that there's a reason he's filling us with hope so that you may overflow, you may abound, you may be radiant, you may be contagious with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Why do you think God wants us overflowing with hope? Just to make us feel good or feel happy or feel spiritual? Probably not. 
In fact, most of the spiritual blessings we receive from God are given to us not only to bless us, and yes, God loves to bless us, but God blesses us so that his blessings in our lives might become evident to others so that they too might be drawn into this love, this joy, this peace, and yes, this hope. And when they see that, something happens. See, what do you base that on, Pastor Tim? I base it on 1 Peter 3.15, which says this. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always, how often? Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the what? For the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Peter says, if you're overflowing with hope, you better be prepared to give an answer because people are going to notice your hope and they're going to ask you about it. So be prepared to share it. Now, if you are a professing Christian and no one has ever asked you about the reason for your hope in Christ. Well, maybe I will just leave that for you to ponder and prayerfully think about this week. But think about this as well. For Paul said in 2 Corinthians 3.12, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. And for the third time in this message, I want to make the point that this boldness, this contagiousness is not about your personality or temperament. Stop using that as an excuse. It's about overflowing with hope. And I want you to notice how that happens. For we read in Romans 15, 13, I'm going to keep quoting it until you just walk out of here and you've got it memorized. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that, so that you may overflow with hope. Watch this. You may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This contagious hope this, this overflowing with hope is not something we do through our own strength or ability or determination. It is instead something we receive and something we experience by the power of the Holy Spirit. If, if, if we want him to fill us with hope, if we want him to overflow us with hope, and if we want to share this hope with a lost and dying world. For here are the final words of Jesus. In Acts 1.8, just before he ascends to heaven, he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. A lot of us are still having trouble just reaching the end of our street in the neighborhood. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And that is how the early disciples turned their world right side up. They were filled to overflowing with this powerfully contagious hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit and help me. Time for an illustration. This glass is you and me. Pastor Ben is the Holy Spirit. You didn't know the Holy Spirit was so good looking, did you? Thank you for that one amen over here. Give it to me halfway, Holy Spirit. Careful not too much. I only want half. That's good. That's good. 
You know what that is right there? That's a glass, you say, that's a glass half full. Right. You know what that represents? Most professing Christians. Well, I got a little bit of the Holy Ghost in me, so, you know, I think I'm going to be all right. I think I'm going to get to heaven, you know, and, and, and so I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's, it's I, I'm, you know, I'm lukewarm, but, you know, half full. I wonder how many of us ever get tired of being half full. And how inconsistent that picture is with what we read in the scriptures about the kind of life that we are to have, the spirit-filled life we are to have in Jesus. But it doesn't have to be that way. You see, if we're hungry and thirsty and we say, Lord, I want more. Holy Spirit, I need more. I don't want to just be filled with hope. I want to be overflowing with hope. And here's the thing I want you to notice. Not only do we get filled to overflowing, but my hands represent all those around us. Guess what? They get wet too. Guess what? They are impacted by this overflowing as well because we are contagious with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit and because we refuse to be anything but overflowing with him so that we might change our world for the glory and the honor of Jesus Christ. And because we don't want to go to heaven with a cup half full, we want to go to heaven flowing, overflowing with hope and bringing as many people with us as we can. Oh, God, help us. God, help us. Deliver us from our complacency. Jackie and I had the privilege of having our granddaughter with us for about four or five days this last week because Pastor Clark and Kimberly were in Florida for a funeral. Savona's two, as most of you know, a little over two, two years and about three months now, and four or five days with her is exhausting. <laughs> but here's how, here's how I know she's my grandchild because she loves ice cream. Like Bubba, that's me. And uh, so she was asking for ice cream, and so I had to go out to the grocery store one night and, and buy her some chocolate ice cream nonetheless. But as I dished it out, she was very adamant. Did you know two-year-olds can be very adamant? Some of you know that. I'd kind of forgotten. It had been a while, but wow. She was adamant, you say, about what? She wanted 10. 10. Because in her mind, 10 is the most amount possible. And she wanted the most that was available. Loved ones. God wants to dish out his hope upon us. He wants to give us 10, but not just for us. No, he wants his hope to overflow us, to overwhelm us. He wants us to be contagious with hope so that others might taste and see as well that our God is good. So that others might be able to experience as well the truth of Colossians 1.27 as we end this sermon series on hope. Don't miss it. Colossians 1.27 which says this. It is Christ in you. The hope of glory. Christ in me. The hope of glory.